thanks to Noon Hydration for its longtime support of Another Mother Runner and its exclusive sponsorship of this episode. Visit NoonLife.com, that's N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com, to receive 20% off your order when you use promo code NoonAMR20. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And today, my friends, we are talking about an event you likely have never trained for, the Beer Mile. The race (laughs) involves four beers and four laps around a track or a quarter mile. You tug a beer, you run a lap, repeat three more times, and you're finished, likely in more ways than one. (laughs) To guide us through the ins and outs of this race, we've got two-time world champion beer miler, Allie Morgan, who holds the women's world record time of six minutes and 16 seconds and a half a second. So 616.5. Allie is the mom of nine-year-old twins and an assistant high school cross-country coach in Bend, Oregon. So welcome, Allie. Nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to talk about this with you. Um, but before we dive into, you know, the hops and the suds and that kind of fun stuff, um, tell us about yourself. I mean, you are a very accomplished runner. What? How old were you when you started running? I was probably eight or nine years old. Um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and my parents did a lot of the local road races. So I just jumped in to a 5K and I loved it. And I... Uh, had success early on and I wanted to just keep trying to see how far I could go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, um, and you went quite far. So you, in high school, were you like a state champion or something? Like what, what did you run? What events did you run in high school? I ran the 1500 or uh, the mile in the 3200 and I won the 3200 in high school. Okay. And then you competed in, I'm like feeding you your, your resume here. Um, you competed <laughs> for the university of Kentucky. Is that right? Yes. And you had a post-collegiate career. Yes. My uh, husband and I both competed at Kentucky, and then we joined the group Zap Elite in Boone, North Carolina. Okay. Nice, nice. And what did you um, focus on when you were training post-collegiately? I focused on the 10,000 and the half marathon and marathon. Marathon. All right. Which of those three, which was your favorite? Uh, the 10K. <laughs> the 10K. Nice, nice. Yep. Well, you made the Olympic trials, right? In the 10K yep. and the marathon. Is that right? Yes, yes. Nice. Uh, twice in the 10K and twice in the marathon. I still haven't finished a marathon, though. <laughs> so. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I actually qualified in the half. Oh, I was okay. a very good half runner, but the marathon is just a different beast for me. Nice, nice. Well, yes. fortunately, there's no beer marathons because that would right. be, uh, exactly. <laughs> or maybe make it way more fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so how did you get interested in the beer mile, Allie? Oh man, uh, my husband would go to the running event for uh, the the store he worked for, mm-hmm. and it'd be in Austin, Texas. And in 2015, he went and he was able to watch the beer mile. It was uh, the world championship that year. And I happened to watch it because I know a lot of the guys at Flow Track, and it looked like a really interesting event to me. So I 
watch these ladies pound these beers and run fast on this uh, track. And I was like, I'm going back next year and trying this because I was sort of bored with just racing the same events and I wanted a challenge. So sure. I decided to try it. <laughs> nice, nice. And so was that your first one in 2016 in Austin or what was that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, call, I had to use a beer mile in practice to qualify. And so I did one uh, after Thanksgiving dinner, which was super fun. And um, I was in uh, Marietta, Georgia, visiting my family. I just eaten Thanksgiving with them. I needed a time. So my husband and my brother and I went to a track and I did one. And I ended up running a 646. And I told my friend Ryan Fenton from Flowtrack, uh, here's my time. And he got me into the race. Wow. Wait, so literally Thanksgiving after, like, so you've eaten like the turkey, the stuffing, like, how, oh, yeah. could you, how could you even put, like, I can't even drink a beer <laughs> sitting on the couch after eating that, like, let alone four and run a 646 miles. So what did that feel like? Oh, it felt like a big brick in my stomach, but yeah. Yeah, I kept it, kept it down. And right as I crossed the finish line, I, I threw up most of the time. So okay. it, you know, it's just so much liquid and everything. You just have to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have enough time? Does it does it um, affect your thinking? I mean, because you're drinking so fast and running so fast. Like, is does your head spin a little bit while you're running? Or, like, talk about that. It, yeah, it can. I definitely was very nervous. I feel like this race I get more nervous for because there's so many outcomes that could happen. Yeah. And you have to not overthink or you'll overchug, you'll – mess up you you could spit out the beer um you could get disqualified for not finishing all the beer which i've done a few times and so you're definitely thinking a lot but the more i've done it the more i've realized you have to calm down you have the experience and you just have to do it as fast as you can without yeah. screwing up <laughs> all right so we're gonna go we're gonna come back to your throwing up we're gonna come back to how much beer can be left in each vessel bottle Yes. Um, but but before we get to the excuse me the actual race itself how do you train for one i mean are you do you, do you train or like do you not train for one like tell us the how that looks what that looks like i train both uh so i train both running and chugging and uh usually i'll train for a mile pace uh type workouts on the track Okay. I'll do quarters. I'll do eight hundreds. Anything that I try to hit five minute pace or faster, just to try to at least get that down. And then I also will practice chugging water out of a bottle, and also practice a little bit of the beer. But I only do maybe one or two workouts before the race because it's just a lot of it's a lot on you. It wears you down, and drinking yeah. and chugging beers, anyways, can really wear you down. So. I only do a few workouts beforehand with with the actual beer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so um, I love that you train with water. So tell me, like, what, like, <laughs> like how, like, have you, like, do you have to work on? Uh, because okay, well, to back up, I just watched your world championship race in the COVID year, right? And so right. everyone had to be on their own tracks around the world, and you, and right. you did a, um, you know, you did it. You had to videotape yourself and have, um, I'm sure there were other regulations and things, but they put all the, the four top people in each corner of the right. um, thing. And so I watched it and um, uh, you you got the world championship time because your chugging was so fast, yeah. right? Like you took like 10 <laughs> seconds off the woman before, like you chugged a beer in like 13 seconds. 
I, it was the best I've ever chugged, honestly. It it was an it was almost an accident. I I had been chugging beers too warm, and and I didn't realize a certain temperature. I learned a lot of these things from the guys, the okay. beer mouth guys, because they're so so much better at chugging. And I was trying to get tips, and I accidentally left my beer in the cooler, took it out about five minutes before I started, okay. and it was. It was chilled and cold, and it actually went down easier. So I learned that through that practice, and it ended up working out better for me. All right, all right. So you need cold beer. What else? Yes. You have to kind of have a relaxed jaw, or like, yes. like, like, like visualize a python, like swallowing an egg. Like, what do you do? You know? Oh my gosh, I I already have issues with sinuses, and I get you know asthma and allergies, so. For me, sometimes my chugging can be affected by if I can breathe well enough. Okay. okay. You know, if it's cold outside, I'm going to have a harder time breathing. So I really just practicing chugging um, from the beer bottles. I chug water out of the beer bottle, the one I use in all of my races so that I know that bottle. Uh-huh. And I know like you, you relax your throat, you get used to it over time, just practicing. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, so, um, so how do you pick your beer? Like, did you, did you audition different kinds of beer or did you get advice from somebody or, and what, what do you like to drink? We, I practiced, uh, let's see, Coors Light and Budweiser. And then when I went to flow track in 2016, a few of us were looking for beer and everyone kept suggesting Bud Light Platinum. It's easier to drink. It's a, you know, it's a very light beer, but it has the percentage of alcohol that you needed. Okay. And so we, we all tried it and I haven't gone back since. And it seems to work for me. Okay. All right. Like, do you ever drink one casually, like while you're making dinner or anything? Or are you like, yes. is, is this, yes, my, or is this my sports gear? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. It, no matter how many times you throw it up, I still drink it all of, you know, even casually. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things. I, I don't mind it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, brewed for the night is what it says on the bottle. <laughs> um, so so let's talk for a minute about throwing up. And so there's a rule. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a rule in the beer mile that if you throw up during the race, you have to take an extra lap. Is that correct? Yes, it's a penalty lap. A penalty lap. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. but you have have that. Has that ever happened to you? I in London of uh, 2017. I didn't spew, but I definitely spit out the beer. So it didn't disqualify me. I didn't have to do a penalty lap, but then I ended up having too much beer left over. So I've never had to do that. Um, But a girl this year in England uh, threw up, or she threw up right before the line, right before she was finished, did a penalty lap and still ended up getting seventh or something. So you can still kind of be in it. You're just not going to win it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you so again, so the way that the race goes down is you you start by chugging your first beer and then running a lap, and then you could yes. so you yes. finish with running. And so, right. how much? So overall, like, because that was my biggest question before we um, before I did a little research is, mm-hmm. you know, how do you know that you you got it all out of the the oh, bottle, right? That is a great question because you don't always know. I've had the mistake of thinking I did drink it all and had only an ounce left in each bottle and i've been disqualified twice uh 2015 and 2000 i mean 2016 and 2017 and then after that i sort of got the hang of it but i've learned to chug 
out of the bottle and hopefully you can see it as you're drinking. And so that is sort of something I practiced. And uh, I would also just take my time, even if it's like a second, just to finish whatever you can get out of that bottle. Nice, nice. Because at the end, you you, you pour all four beers, whatever's left in the bottles or cans, um, into it it cannot be any more than four ounces, right? Right. Those four combined. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, have you ever done it in a can or is a bottle the best way to do it? Oh, I can't chug out of a can. (laughs) I think it's, I think the bottle is a lot smoother and I've never really chugged out of a can. I think the bottles just work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, um, and we'll stop talking about beer in a second, a little bit more about the running, but I love this. Uh, so, so I read in a women's running article that you, f- that you flew your own beer over to the world championships. Is that typically what you, it's like traveling with, you know, a couple pairs of spikes right. or what? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel more secure doing that. I did that in Berlin as well. And I know, know knowing that you have your beer there, it makes you feel a lot better because you know, you don't have to worry about getting beer while you're over there. A lot of people had trouble finding the right percentage of alcohol in the beers in uh, Manchester, England. So they had that problem. And then they had to chug Moosehead, which is actually not great, I don't think, to chug. So I think it's just a nice security to have. And then I put it right in the refrigerator and it was ready to go for the race. Do you bring an extra in case one cracked or something like that? You definitely. Yeah, I bring six. And my friend gave me these wine bottle holders that have bubble wrap inside mm-hmm. and they keep the beers nice and secure and okay. I have nothing broke. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. So which lap is the hardest? Okay. Like, traditionally let's, let's take the beer out of it, but okay. okay. You're running a mile in, you know, on a, a track, which one is, is the hardest? I think the second and third laps are the hardest, definitely the third. Okay. And all right. I've had the- trouble with that lap in a regular 1500 anyways. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And is that, does that hold true as well when you are doing the beer mile? Yes. yes. You have that beer in your stomach and you're going, <laughs> it's just a lot harder to get your body moving faster and uh, you struggle with that much liquid and yeah. even getting that fourth beer down, it, it can be hard. Yeah. What's yeah. the self, what's the self-talk like during a beer mile? Like the pause, you know, trying to keep your head, you know, cause mental toughness is going to be influenced chemically. Like, what do you tell yourself, Allie? I say drain the beer, uh-huh. throw it up and finish the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm always saying, please don't throw up. I know in the last beer chug, I've wa- it's wanted to come up and uh-huh. I literally have to kind of be like, no, 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 <laughs> stay yeah. down. You have one more lap and you just, you just find a way to keep it down. Nice. And if you, so you cross the finish line and then are you allowed to throw up without any penalty? Yes. Okay. Yes. And does that happen nine times out of 10, 50%? Yes. It happens almost every time for me. I just having that much liquid in your stomach, you, it feels awful. And so you just want it to come out. Yeah. You yeah, feel so much better after. How many ounces is it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So 12 ounces per bottle. So it's 48 then. 48. So, yeah, I, I was wondering if it was a 12 or 16 at sound bottle. That's that's a lot to be running. It's with. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Saying I'm a loyal lover of noon hydration tablets is like stating the earth is round or the sky blue. It's 100% the truth. I drink noon sport right before every workout and on my long runs. I drink noon vitamins at breakfast. I drink noon rest after a challenging day of work. 
and I've been drinking a lot of noon immunity during the workday in an effort to stave off the nasty cold that's making the rounds here in Portland. Given how much we talk of noon, I suspect you already know there are electrolyte-rich tablets you drop into a bottle of water to let it fizz and dissolve. Each variety of noon contains differing amounts of electrolytes, like noon sport contains more potassium, sodium, calcium, and magnesium to replace what you sweat out on your run. I'm really loving two seasonal flavors of noon immunity, spice cider and blackberry acai. I took a cue from Dimity and I've been dropping a spice cider immunity tablet into a mug of boiling water. An immunity boosting mug of hot goodness is just the thing on chilly fall days. These flavors are limited edition, so get them now. Whatever flavor or variety of noon you want, get 20% off your entire order by visiting noonlife.com and using promo code NOONAMR20. That's N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com and code NOONAMR20. N-U-U-N-A-M-R-2-0, all one word, to save 20%. Noonlife.com, code NOONAMR20 to save 20%. And so then you finish and are you um, delirious? I mean, again, because the physical effort, I mean, running a 616 mile isn't easy for anybody, you know, right. um, and you're probably, you know, like you said, a five minute miler to start with. So it's the, it's the chugging that adds on the time. So, I mean, what do you feel like afterwards? Are you kind of laid up for the rest of the day for the uh, like? Mm, you feel pretty loopy. Yeah. You definitely feel a little out of it. I uh, usually, after I've thrown it all up, I'll eat something right away yeah. just to feel better. And I usually do a relay beer um, race afterwards. For some reason, they want everyone to do it against each other. And so you have to chug another beer after that usually. But okay. just one, yeah. though. Just one. Yeah, huh? for fun. It's usually get the, the team together, the U.S. team, and we'll do it together. And you guys won that race as well this year, didn't you? The women's team, yes. And the, the men's. Team. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah. And what, do you bring like a big pretzel or what do you bring to have afterwards? <laughs> like a beer hall pretzel? What did I eat? I ate a croissant. It's okay. in Newark. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. And did, did you compete, do you yourself compete in regular races? Like, do you do, I mean, like, do you have other races on your schedule? Or, I mean, I know you're a mom of, I know you've got right. a busy schedule, so. I... Have ra- I've raced for quite a while. I think in the last year or two, I've taken more breaks and chosen a race that I'd want to do. I did the Mountain Champs this year, the USATF Mountain Champs in Mount Hood. And wow. that was a few months ago. And I had done mountain races in Bend just because of you have so many things around you that you can jump into, a lot more trail races. And so I'm having fun with that. I used to be more of a track road runner. Yeah. When I was Zappoli and now I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do. As you get older, you don't need to race as much because you, you did it. And, you know, I'll still train for a half marathon on the road, um, possibly a marathon in the future, just we'll to see. get that one done, you know, but sure, sure. yeah, I'm having what, fun. Good. Well, what, what are the mountain championships like? Like what it would tell us what that race was. It, it was very competitive, probably most competitive it's ever been. There were a lot of newcomers, a lot of women that had graduated from college, uh, a lot of women that used to be track, road-based, and they wanted to try something new. And it was probably the hardest mountain race I've ever competed in. When I did it in 2015, when I first moved to Bend, it was a lot less competitive. Okay. And 
I had made the world team and was fourth in the race, but this year I was 14th and I was, I was running as hard as I could. And there were so many good women in that field. So it was pretty exciting to see the growth. Yeah. And we, we went up Mount hood, um, about three and a half miles up and two and a half down. Okay. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you get to the top, you're like, oh, it's all downhill. I guess. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Yeah. And how long would that, how long did that take you? Oh man. What was my time? It, I think I was running probably between 10 minute pace and 11 minute pace, something like that. It could have been slower. I, uh, I was 14th in the yeah. race. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a pretty good, yeah. That, it's like, but you'd, you'd be interested in doing that again another time. Like, it, I, is that something, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> I, think I think I'm better at trails. I like kind of a nice flowing race where I can, uh, it's, you know, I'm a road runner. I love being more efficient. And when I climb a mountain, it's way harder for me to climb uphill. I'm still trying to figure that out. Sure. I do way better on the downhill from yeah. the track yeah. speed side of it. Sure. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, so the, the question is, of course, you finished that race. Do you have a beer? Uh, I should have. Yes, I should have, <laughs> but I was pretty tired and I had to drive back home. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, and I'm just curious, are your kids runners, given that you and your husband are um, have that, uh, you know, those genetics working for them? They actually have started running recently. We didn't want to push it too soon, mm -hmm. um, but they've been doing... Cork, uh, Central Oregon Running Club Youth, and Max King is the head coach, and I've helped coaching with that to get them into it, and okay. they've run for probably a month now, and they have definitely natural abilities, but they're just not used to running that far yet. Sure. A 3K is the distance they would race in, and we're just trying to keep it fun for them, and they're very competitive, but we're mm -hmm. just going to keep running. And they bike with me when I run and keep it fun for them. Yeah. Have they ever seen you compete in the beer mile? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they've watched quite a few. Uh, there was a race in Sebastopol, California, about two years ago. And it usually is a month out from the world championship. It's a road beer miler, a beer mile, but uh, it's a lot of people come to watch it. And it's okay. a huge crowd cheering for you the whole way. And when they saw that, they were like, you're famous. Like, <laughs> I'm not famous. This is just a huge deal to this community. And it's really fun to be a part of it. But uh, they thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? A, so like, um, I, I actually saw one the first time I took my daughter is going to uh, college out in um uh, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. And we were just happened to be eating dinner and, uh, and there was a beer mile going on. I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta go oh. the end of dinner. So I had to walk, walk over and see it. I think it was put on by the local running store. So are they kind of becoming more popular? They are. I've heard of more, uh, people putting them on. I was invited to one in New York and in, uh, let's see, Chicago, wow. but I couldn't make it. I think sometimes you just have to choose which one you can make it to. I usually do the one in California okay. and then I'll do the championship. It's just a lot of traveling and, but they're fun. And I'm, I like that people are getting into it. I, it was one of those events that in college people would do on the yeah. track. So it definitely <laughs> has been around for a while. It's just, 
uh, whether you can be competitive at it or not. Exactly. Exactly. Well, world champion is a world champion, right? I mean, that's pretty right. cool, right? Yeah. I mean, I figured, you know, being a world champion at something is pretty cool. <laughs> it is. It is for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. So if, if you have anybody, if anyone's listening and wants, you know, has one coming up in their relatively local neighborhood, like any recommendations? I would, I've definitely practiced a few times, a few laps in practice, whether it's running hard and chugging hard. I would definitely get more of that experience. I would definitely pour out the beer afterwards to see how much you have left over. Uh, I would test the temperature of the beer, what your personal preference is. There's people that like it lukewarm. There's people that like it cold. Uh, find out what works for you and what strategies and uh, have fun with it. Yeah, nice, nice. Because yeah. I imagine that there are a lot of people that um, well, there are a lot of people I know that can't run a six minute mile. So there are probably people coming in at the 16 minute range, not at the world championships, but at the, at the, at the more citizen events. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a beer mile in town in Benj. We used to have a group of people put one on and it was the community runners. People just wanted to do one and anything can happen. There were people up front that were really good at it. And then there are people doing 20 minutes beer miles so yeah, yeah i think it's still a fun event for a lot of people to partake in uh because it's unique and uh brings community together i guess yeah it does it yeah. does it was very fun to see like when I, I just like again i didn't know anyone in that community but just walking out and just seeing the camaraderie and yeah there were people that took it very seriously and people who were um, right. having more fun right i mean everyone exactly. was having fun but yeah yeah that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah. Well, thank you, Allie. This was really fun. This is a fun diversion to to talk about in kind of serious <laughs> times. So, um, so good luck. So, when are, are you gonna are you gonna be planning? Like, do you have next year's world championship um, mapped well, out yet, or we don't? It's one of those things you have to figure out who can host it, where you can host it. Yeah. Um, all the rules. Not a lot of places want uh, a beer mile at a track, so we have sure. to. Make sure we can follow the rules and see which country we can go to. I feel like we were talking about um, Stockholm oh, cool. and possibly maybe Australia. But it's usually a, a person that has run, run the beer mile from a country. And usually they kind of work with their connections and whether okay. they can have it work or not. Swing it, swing it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, best of luck. We'll be rooting for you wherever they are. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too.